Welcome into episode 95 of the Sports Gospel Show here on sportsgospel.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Darren and Shannon here with you this week. Sadly, Kevin not able to join us. Looking forward to have him back in a couple weeks to talk college basketball. We may touch on March Madness here, but this week's show, this is one of our favorite ones that we get to do. And one of the tenets of the show has always been to be talk about sports that don't get enough attention. And for us, one of those ones is college wrestling. We're both huge fans and just something that we'd like to see more discussion on in the sports radio world. So we're going to bring that to you here and we're going to do kind of our own bracket pick them, our own bracket pools here for wrestling 10 weights, and then maybe a team race there at the end. If that's much of a conversation, we've got 32 man brackets. We're just going to jump right into this thing. If we have some time at the end, we may talk about a few other sports, but this is going to be all about college wrestling. 125, our first weight. You have Spencer Lee from Iowa, only 16 and 0 on the year, but a guy who's looking for his fourth championship in his long, illustrious career. Some people may argue the best collegiate wrestler since Cale Sanderson. Feels kind of like a a shoe in to put him in there, but are we, are we just going to automatically write in Spencer Lee and move on? Yeah, I mean he won he won the title two years ago with two torn ACLs, and so uh, it's. It's his to win. It's a matter of how many bonus points he gets in the tournament and in Iowa a chance. I, I don't really think they have a chance to be in the team title conversation. However, if they are, he's going to need about three pins and a tech fall in order to make that happen. Um, but it's it's Spencer Lee's world. He's the most dominant wrestler in college. And I was having a conversation a couple weeks ago with a friend about is is he the greatest Hawkeye wrestler of all time? And if he wins this national title, he certainly has an argument for that to be made. Um, and, and maybe that's a conversation for another day, but he's just a, a, a freak in wrestling, uh, one of a kind and not somebody you see very often. So this is Spencer Lee's weight. It's just a matter of who's going to come through on the bottom to to be in the finals against him. And we'll look at some of those other names here and kind of going by Intermat Wrestling, they have one rankings and then they have the seedings for the bracket, which don't necessarily match up. Anthony Nato is a guy that I admit I'm not super familiar with out of Lock Haven, made a big late season push up the rankings, 29 and two, but he's got the eight seed. So he would meet Spencer Lee, uh, that'd be in the quarterfinals if they go that way. Killian Cardinal is a guy out of West Virginia. I think I expected a little uh, more from him. The 28 seed guy, though, uh, going down Matt Ramos and Liam Cronin, two Big Ten guys I don't know a whole lot about, the four and the three seed, respectively. Patrick McKee out of Minnesota got the 11 seed. Bit of a rough year for him. I think uh, thought maybe he'd be a little bit more surefire All-America contender. Brandon Courtney, the same thing out of Arizona State. I think when we did this preview show, the question was, well, who's going to come in second? Brandon Courtney, a guy 10 and four, not a lot of matches, the 10 seed. And I, I think you have to look at Pat Glory out of Princeton, 20 and 0. That that would be the huge matchup if he and Spencer Lee both go into that undefeated. But there's a lot of other names could be in that All-American conversation. You make a good point about Brandon Courtney. And, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this as we get into some deeper weights. But we've we've gone through something in wrestling that hasn't happened before with with the COVID year and a lot of these guys getting an extra year and in the, the mental part of college wrestling is, is borderline torturous at a point. And some guys just burn, burn out and they lose it. And 
um, injuries take a toll on that. And so, so he's, I, I'm not familiar with him. He's maybe one that has had that happen to him because he's a guy that's been around forever and he's wrestling at 125 pounds. And, and so you just kind of lose that fire at some point. Um, there's a couple other examples that I'll, that I'll get into, uh, with that more in depth, uh, with, with Pat glory, great wrestler, uh, and has had a nice season. The guy that I am looking at coming through is Braxton Brown out of Maryland. He is the 19 seed. And why I like him is he looked really good in the Big Ten tournament. And and Maryland used to have some dang good wrestlers. And they've fallen on hard times the last 10 years. But they used to be a nice program. Uh, I, I watched Liam Cronin wrestle. One time this year in person, I saw him just get demolished by Spencer Lee in like 30 seconds. And I'm, uh, yeah, he got second at the Big Tens, but I think he's probably one of those guys that if, if you catch him right, you're going to beat him. So I'm looking at Braxton Brown, who's, who lost a lot of matches early in the year, um, who has gotten better as the year has gone on as somebody that could pick off Liam Cronin and then win another match. Um, I, I like his chances to see Pat glory. He's not going to agree. Uh, but I, I'd, I'd like to see Braxton Brown uh, go far and maybe all American in this bracket. Would you believe me if I said I'd never heard of Braxton Brown? Yes, I would believe you. Moving up to 133, I guess we just kind of agreed there. Spencer Lee, shoo-in, not shoo-in, but heavy favorite at 125. 133 is one that I think we've been on different sides of the fence for a long time on this. It feels like a two-horse race, but it's still a, a deep class. Roman Bravo Young, RBY, the defending national champion from Penn State, and Dayton Fix, the two-seed from Oklahoma State, 26-0. They may have only wrestled once, but I feel like these two have wrestled each other forever for about three or four years uh, I'm trying to think who else. Kyle Biscalia out of UNI's guy we both like. Brody Teske, Mickey, uh, Mickey Philippi in there. I don't know any about this Kai Orine guy out of NC State. Uh, Michael McGee out of Arizona State that got the four seed. Vito Arujao, uh from Cornell get the three. So a, a little bit more, more wide open here, but I think RBY is the favorite, but I'm going to hold out hope that one of these days Dayton Fix is going to get him when it matters most. Well, and this is going to to be his last chance at it he's got second three times in a row and so um he's right there and and he's awesome they are just such different style wrestlers and i know we've had this conversation before um rby he he goes out and he just lets it fly and dayton fix is the most solid defensive wrestler in college wrestling right now he loves to win a match one to zero. Like that's his favorite thing on earth is to win one to zero. Uh, he doesn't get scored on. And so when you're going into the the national tournament and you don't get scored on, you're going to win a lot of matches. I like Lucas bird and I have for many years. So I just want to see him all American. He's my guy to come out of this as uh wrestling above his seed. He's the 10 seed. He's going to all American. I've always liked him. A guy that I used to like a lot and have given up on is uh, Sam Latona along that same line. Like I was expecting him to be good. He never panned out. 
And so watch him get like third now on me. Um, Dylan Raguson in Michigan and Taylor Lamont out of Wisconsin. Like I wanted all these guys to be good for so long and they've never done anything. So I'm giving up on them. So Lucas Bird is my uh, guy that you don't know if you are listening to watch at 133 pounds. Uh, Roman Bravo Young will be the champion over Dayton Fix once again. I'm 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 riding with Dayton Fix. I don't love to pick Oklahoma State Cowboys, but this time I'm going with them. Also, our Iowa State guy, Zach Redding, I believe, had a really good Big 12 tournament. Not an outstanding season-long record, but maybe catching fire at the right time. It may only be one match. He could wrestle his way back, I think, to maybe like a fifth spot. But keep an eye on him. I, he would face Dayton Fix in the second match, so I don't love that. But a guy coming back in the consolation side to watch out for. Uh. 141, I think, took some weird twists and turns this year that we were not ready for. And that starts with Real Woods of Iowa getting the number one seed in the tournament, 16-0. And then Andrew Alvarez from Northern Colorado, 23-0. Northern Colorado is a Big 12 school now in wrestling. We don't think about them as a big power program, but they seem to be rising up now that they have that uh, conference affiliation. Cole Matthews of Pitt at the three, Brock Hardy at the four, Ryan Jack at the five. And your six is Bo Bartlett. And I'm going to admit this is, I have, I don't really know where to go with this. I think at the beginning of the year, we were kind of up in the air on a lot of this weight. And I don't feel like I know anything, anything more five months later. It's just, it is such a wide open weight because um, we had like, we, we have all these guys that are avoiding Yanni. And so it's either go down to 141 or go up to 157 is is kind of what happened so we when we previewed the season we knew that this was a wide open weight um and the biggest part of that we didn't know what real woods was going to look like coming into iowa from from out west he's new to the iowa program so it certainly was a wide open weight and he's proven himself and defending champion here is nick lee i guess we should have mentioned he was two-time champion at 141 so one of the more wide open weights this year I love everything about Northern Colorado having a great wrestler. Like how cool is that for such a small school? Um, he's, he's undefeated on the year and, and they wrestle a lot of maybe subpar competition, but you still have to beat some good people to get the two seed. And so uh, I just, I love it for a school like that to have a wrestler that's uh, that does so well. I think Cole Matthews beats him in the semifinals. Cole Matthews, a good wrestler out of pit. Um, but a wide open weight. We're going to see somebody in the semis that that you've never heard of or that I've never heard of. Um, it's just a matter of where they come from on that top side of the bracket against Real Woods. Uh, but but we'll see somebody. And 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 you mentioned the Iowa State wrestler Zach Redding at 133. I tell you what, Casey Swiderski has turned it on the last three weeks of the season. He is not somebody to be messed with. I don't know if he's an all American, but he very well could sneak in there because he has really started to wrestle. Well, another guy yeah, close to 500 record, but he's getting better when it matters most. I will, I'll take the Alvarez here out of Northern Colorado, just for the sake of the, the small school, I'd like to see those guys do well. Somebody other than Iowa, Penn state or Okie state. I am worried about Bo Bartlett. I admittedly don't know much about him, but he is a Penn State sophomore who's 21 and two. Just feels like the next generation of Penn State guy to come up. So I would keep an eye out for him. I I want it. I'm, I'm on team Northern Colorado for this. I'd watch out for him. And then if there's somebody who's way off the radar, keep an eye on Kale Happel. That may be a bit of a homer pick for us Iowans, but 16 and six, he's the 14 
you would have to go through Cole Matthews to get there, but another guy that I like to maybe come from in the field to be in your All-American conversation. Going up to 149, you mentioned the great Yanni Diakmahalis, but he lost early in the year to uh, Wisconsin, correct? Austin Gomez got him? Yep, Gomez beat him. So Austin Gomez got him early in the year. So you have uh, Yanni is still your top overall seed. Sammy Sasso out of Ohio State getting the two. Your three is Kyle Parko out of Arizona State and four, Caleb Henson out of Virginia Tech. Panero Johnson out of Iowa State, five. Max Mirren of Iowa is the eight. Brock Mahler at six. And our guy, Yaya Thomas, my guy from a couple of years ago, who I picked to be an All-American and was a nice surprise for me. So a, a great top eight here. And we didn't even mention Gomez in that top eight. Gomez ends up at the 15 seed, which is shocking. The guy who beats Yanni. So a fantastic weight, a very deep weight. I it's just, it's still is Yanni going to be Yanni. It's it's really hard to picture him losing. I just don't see it happening. He's a guy that's that it, if if we look at the next Olympics, we're going to see him and we're going to say, oh yeah, remember him in college? He was so fun to watch. Uh, what I what I do love about Pinero Johnson, and this is certainly a homer bias towards him, is he like he won the Big Twelves last week, and then he says, well, I I plan to win every match I ever wrestle the rest of my life. And he's a freshman. And so he says that, and now he's going to wrestle Yanni likely in the semifinals um, with a chance to, to prove like prove what he's made of. So go back to the early part of the season when Austin Gomez last year shocks, everybody wins the big 10 tournament comes into nationals does really well. um, And then starts out this year by beating Yanni Austin Gomez, for the record, was at Iowa State early in his career. It didn't work out. So so he goes there. Now the Cyclone fans are like, oh, man, we got Austin Gomez who 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 just beat Yanni, and he could have been ours. Well, then turn around. Like a week later, Pinero Johnson beats Austin Gomez in a match. So then it's like, okay, yeah, we, you know, we found somebody in Pinero Johnson. Uh, Iowa State just needs to hold on to him. Like, like he's great. Um, not a threat to beat Yanni, I don't think. Um, and and you talked about Penn State, the next generation of Penn State. Uh, that's where where I see one here is Shane Van Ness. Um, I I worry about him. Should uh, Panero run into him, uh, that makes me nervous because I don't think he's ready. Um, Caleb Henson certainly de- deserving of the four seed, but I don't see him coming out of this bracket. It's kind of wide open. And then on the bottom side, um, we mentioned Austin Gomez, but he's been hurt since late January. He's one of those that um, he's been wrestling for so long. I'm just not sure the fire is there anymore for him. I don't see him being an All-American in this tournament. Um, On the flip side of that, I see Sammy Sasso uh, being able to roll his way through the bottom of that bracket. Um, I. One shout out though to an Iowa kid, Michael Blockus, who did really well at the Big Ten tournament. Uh, potential All American, maybe blood around type guy, um, but but we do have an exciting weight with some exciting wrestlers. I just don't see how Yanni is beaten. And it, it may be the simple, easy pick to go with Yanni. This this one, I think you mentioned this, really kind of based on where you are in the bracket. 
Panera Johnson, Max Mirren may go farther, but they're in Yanni's side of the bracket. You know, would Kyle Parko get further because he doesn't have maybe quite the path? Yanni's probably the pick here, but I'm I'm gonna stick with my guy, Yaya Thomas. I have to pick Yaya Thomas every every chance I get. So let's see if he at least makes that championship ground championship round. I think he would get beat by Yanni. But let's have him get some upsets in here over Gomez or Sasso. And 157. Returning champion Austin O'Connor, believe won the championship two years ago from North Carolina, back at the one seed, eighteen and zero. Levi Haynes out of Penn State. We've said it twice already. The next generation of Penn State guys, twenty and one, the two seed. Your three seed Peyton Robb out of Nebraska, four seed Jared Franick out of North Dakota State, five seed Josh Humphreys undefeated out of Lehigh, and then your six is Daniel Cardenas, a uh, guy at Stanford that I admit I'm not as familiar with. O'Connor's the one he's a defender or not a defending, but a returning champion. But I don't know that I consider him a heavy favorite. I, I don't either. I don't think he's a heavy favorite. He's a good wrestler, but certainly not a heavy favorite. I actually think this is where, where we do have a wide open, messy bracket come Saturday. Maybe you're watching some placing matches Saturday afternoon and you're like, who the heck are these guys? Or you're looking at the finals um, a couple names that I want to give shout out to uh, Kendall Coleman out of Purdue. I think he could make a run in this tournament. Kobe Seabrooked out of Iowa. I think he could make a run. Um, Bryce Andonian, Virginia Tech. And I'm actually going to pick him to meet in the finals and, and just for fun. Just for fun, I'm going to take Bryce Andonian to win this whole thing at 157, the seven seed out of Virginia Tech. A guy that doesn't have a lot of matches, but a solid eight and two record. I'm I'm looking at this, and I I don't know why, unless it's just the most familiar name because he's been around for quite a while. But Peyton Robb out of Nebraska, he may be my pick. Twenty five and one. Uh, I'm going to assume Levi Haynes won the Big Tens. I don't have that right in front of me, but I'm guessing Haynes probably bested Robb at the Big Tens. Give me Peyton Rob to get some revenge here. And yeah, I would not be shocked if your top seeds are all gone. I great as Austin O'Connor is and has been, if Will Luan got him or Josh Humphreys got him before the finals, I would not be stunned if if Levi Haynes and and Jared Frannick got beat in the quarterfinals, would not shock me at all at this weight. And with Levi Haynes, he's a true freshman. So yeah, yeah, he beats Peyton Rob at, at the Big Tens, which was a huge shock. But then you're also you're counting on a true freshman at a middleweight to make a run through the toughest tournament we have. And and that's a it's it's quite a feat if he does it. And we'll give him accolades if he does make it there. And the other guy, I'm, I'm curious about this Josh Humphreys. He's a senior out of Lehigh, making the most of his last year, 16 and 0. So I'm he's one that I, I don't, I'm not going to pick him, but kind of sneakily keeping an eye on to see what he's able to do here if he can get through some of these guys in the early rounds and make a name for himself this year. Yeah. Why not? Going up to 165. If I remember at the early in the year, did we talk about 165 just being a ridiculous weight for depth? You have yeah, David, we did. David Carr, former champion moved up to 165, 22 and 0 out of Iowa state. Number two, Keegan O'Toole, the champion last year, I believe. Yes. 165 champion last year, Keegan O'Toole out of Missouri, the two seed. You've got the three seed, Dean Hamidi out of Wisconsin. Four seed, Julian Ramirez, a guy we didn't talk about early in the year, but has made his way up into this conversation. Quincy Monday out of Princeton, another guy we talked about as a potential contender. Patrick Kennedy out of Iowa. Just a weight that feels like there could be eight or ten guys 
didn't even mention Shane Griffith, former champion at the nine seed. Uh, Carson Karchel out of Ohio State, the 10 seed. Just so many guys at this weight. As we're making a lot of homer picks here, I, I want David Carr to win, but there's eight guys you can tell me are going to win this and be like, yeah, sounds right. You're exactly right. And um, I, I know you listed all of them. A year ago, Quincy Monday was my sleeper in the tournament. The guy goes to the finals. Like, it, and, and here he is as the five seed and Shane Griffiths is nine, a national champion. Um, if, if you are, if you're somebody who is thinking about considering watching wrestling, the first guy I'm going to tell you to watch is Dean Hamidi. If you're, if you're looking at a tournament, this dude is so funky and, and he's one of those that just doesn't care about what the result is. Um, as long as he gets his points. So he is super funky, super aggressive and a really good time. Um, if he doesn't pin the guy, like he would rather win the match 21 to 12 than four to zero. Like he just wants to go and he's so fun to watch. Um, the problem is when you go up against somebody that knows how to counter anything that you're trying to do, um, you're, you're going to end up getting beat. And so, um, I have, I have a mark next to six guys at this weight that, that if any of these six win, I'm not going to be shocked. Um, if it's anybody outside of these six is where I'll be shocked. So David Carr, who last year lost right away in the tournament, wrestled all the way back to finish third. He was the national champion a year before. So he has been ultra focused and, and even more importantly, he's a great human being. He's an awesome representative of the university, like just an all around awesome dude. So he's one that I think could win Shane Griffith. If he wins it, I'm not surprised Quincy Monday. If he wins it, I'm not surprised Dean Hamidi, another one. And then Carson Karchler, the 10 seat out of Ohio state battle tested. If he wins it, I'm not going to be surprised. And then Keegan O'Toole, the champion last year um, as a freshman. And so kind of going back to Levi Haynes a little bit, um, Keegan O'Toole, I'm not going to be surprised if he wins it. Now, David Carr has beat him twice, um, once in the duel and once at the big 12 tournament. And so, um, but having been there and done it is, is an advantage to him. Uh, if, if you are looking at the rest of that, we have Cameron Amin is a guy that, that could come out of there and Patrick Kennedy always wrestles well. Um, I don't think he's a threat to be a national champion, but I was counting on him to all American for that team race. So three returning national champions, Carr won it in 57 in 2021, Shane Griffith won 65 in 2021, and then Keegan O'Toole won 165 in 2022. I don't, I'm sure it's happened, but I would have to do some digging to find the last time we had three returning national champions at one weight. And the crazy thing is, all these guys could be back next year, except for Quincy Monday. David Carr, junior, Keegan O'Toole, sophomore, Dean Hamidi, sophomore, Pat Kennedy, sophomore, Julian Ramirez, sophomore, Cameron Amin, sophomore, Carson Karchel, a sophomore, uh, Peyton Hall's a sophomore guy who could be in that conversation. Shane Griffith is somehow only a junior. You have a lot of guys that think some of them would be moving around and not have to go through each other every year. It's just, or 65 is just the best wrestling you'll see for the next two or three years. Yeah, it's very possible. You make a good point. I'll I'll stick with Carr. Also would be happy to see Shane Griffith win. And I think I think Carson Karchla may be my guy to I think Ben Askren's got me convinced to get on the Carson Karchla hype train. Okay. Going up to 174. 
We've got Carter Starochi. Do you say Starochi or Starachi? Starachi. Starachi. I think I've gone back and forth and heard people go back and forth. So we'll go Carter Starachi out of Penn State, returning two-time national champion, looking to join that Penn State three-timers club, 19-0 on the year. Mikey Labriola out of Nebraska, 25-1 and is the two-seed. Makai Lewis out of Virginia Tech. I think he won a championship in about 2007. He's back as the three-seed. Um, this Cornell guy, I don't know much about Chris Foca, 24-1. and Dustin Plott out of Oak State. Feels like he's also been around forever. And then Ethan Smith out of Ohio State. Those are your top six. Peyton Mako out of Missouri at the seven, a guy that I'm really high on. And then Bailey O'Reilly uh, out of Minnesota. He's the eight seed. So I, I would like to read to you about Makai Lewis. Nin- 2019 NCA Division I champion. So do the math on that. 2019. There's there's no championships in 2020. <laughs> okay. Um, Spencer Lee did win one in 2018 and he's still around. I know. So I, I just think it's great for Makai. Um so so he came out of nowhere as a freshman. And and this is a guy who um even before that, like he was a junior world champion before getting to college. He was the US national runner up before getting to college and and high school champion so he had won it's just you didn't know him and then all of a sudden he comes in at 165 pounds as a freshman and he he beats alex marinelli evan wick vincenzo joseph he wins all these matches and is a national champion so pretty cool um but then he got hurt and it took a lot a long time to recover from that um so makai lewis cool dude great career um this the rest of our weights, this is the easy one. And so I'd, I'd kind of like to save some time for the other weights. Carter Sirachi is going to win it. I don't know if Mikey Labriola has like, you never see a Nebraska guy finish strong on the season. And I don't know what it is like Peyton Rob and Mikey Labriola are both really good wrestlers. And Liam Cronin could also do it. Like those, all three of those guys should be in the semifinals and none of them are going to do it because they're going to, like they're going to just trip somewhere along the way. And so um, I, I mean, Demetrius Romero might be a guy to look at, but otherwise it's just, it's Carter Starachi and then it's, it's who he wrestles in the finals. And that's, I think that's the more fun side of the bracket. Makai Lewis there at the three Nelson Brands. We haven't talked about the son of assistant coach, Terry Brands. So he's got the genetics there. He's the 11 seed 10 and six, kind of a, up and down career with some injuries. He may be a sneaky guy to make a run. The guy that I really like is Peyton Mako. I think the guy standing across from Starachi on championship night will be Peyton Mako. 20 and four out of Missouri. I I don't know that the rest of those guys, that's really a murderer's row for him. I think he can get through Labriola in that, let's see, they would meet in the quarterfinals. It's going to be Mako to be the guy standing across from Starachi when the time comes. I'm a little shocked that you didn't go like you like name people. You didn't take Rocky Jordan out of Chattanooga as your sleeper. I, I am a fan. I, there's there's not a lot of crazy names this year. Kind of a that's one of the better ones. We've had pretty tame naming this year. But I also noticed, I think didn't notice, but when the Iowa State wrestling championships are going on, they talked about all the names and how everybody's just named Gable or variations of Kale now. Like there's been that much time since Kelsey Anderson was a star that all those kids are now in high school whose parents love true. And yeah. so you keep we're gonna keep seeing Gables and Kales and unique wrestling names. So I'm sure Spencer's will start becoming popular in 20 years for wrestling. Yeah. Likely um, true. 
going up to 184. Uh, speaking of names that I never pronounce right, Parker Kekkeisen. Kekkeisen. Parker Kekkeisen out of UNI. Also a is he a former champion. Why do I feel like he, no? I always confuse he, he and Drew Foster. So 22 and one out of UNI getting the top seed again, a really impressive to see a small school guy get the number one seed. So cheering for him. Another guy that we have differing opinions on Trent Hidley out of NC state at 20 and one. If you feel like there's been a Hidley brother in college for a decade, you are correct. Three Aaron Brooks. Interesting that the former champion down at Penn state got the three Trey Munoz out of Oregon state, probably the best West coast guy we've had getting the four Marcus Coleman out of Iowa state, getting the five and the six Caleb Romero out of Ohio state. Another wide open night. I think could go a lot of different ways. Um, I think your favorite wrestler may be the eight seed in this bracket. Uh, Abe Asad out of Iowa down at the 12, trying to see some of the other big names that stand out. Uh, Hunter Bowen out of Penn State at, or out of Virginia Tech at the seven. So one again, that I don't feel too strongly in any one wrestler. I thought you were going to put all your money on Trent Hidley because you love the Hidleys. I think I pick them every time and how many championships have they won between them? I think Hayden won once. He never did. I think I picked one or both of them all the time and no, no Hidley brothers in the individual championships. So you might be scratching your head. You're thinking, how the heck is Aaron Brooks, a two-time national champion, the three seed? Well, let me tell you how. So Marcus Coleman, the Iowa State wrestler, beat Aaron Brooks head to head. But then Parker Kekheisen beats Marcus Coleman. So Kekheisen head to head over Coleman, and then Coleman head to head over Brooks is how Kekheisen has the number one seed. And I'm cheering for him. Yeah. I love it for you and I um, kind of like we talked about Northern Colorado a little bit, having you and I with a one seed. It's great. Um, you mentioned Matt Feinsilver uh, for Michigan. You were maybe thinking I was going to say Duke on that one, since all of the fine silvers have wrestled at Duke for the past 12 years, but he is now at Michigan. Um, I, I do like Aaron Brooks to win this weight. Um, there's a lot to be said for being a national champion and coming back to wrestle at nationals. So give me Aaron Brooks over Hidley in the semis. And then um, I I just have a bad feeling about Kekheisen losing to Trey Munoz out of Oregon State. Like I'm going to be sad for him Friday night when he loses that match. So I'm I'm taking Aaron Brooks to win the whole thing. So Penn State will now go Starachi, Aaron Brooks, and then the team title will be theirs after that. Probably feels like Penn State's going to be a mile ahead of everybody. Just just for the sake of not Penn State, I, I want Kekheisen to get it. If not here, Marcus Coleman. I'm fine either way. Get one of those Iowa guys. That top side of the bracket's going to be tough to make it through. I do think Aaron Brooks will be there at the end. I think he's in that championship, but I'd love to see Kat Kaisen take him down. Yeah, I think everybody would too. And on to 197, top-seeded Nino Bonacorsi out of Pitt, 16-0. You either love or hate him, and I can't remember which way you go on it. Bernie Truax down at the two-seed, 13-1. Three-seed Rocky Elam out of Mizzou, one of my favorite names. Four-seed Ethan Laird out of Ryder, I believe. And then the five, Michael Beard out of Lehigh. The six, Isaac Trumbull out of NC State. Seven, Tanner Sloan out of South Dakota State. And eight, Silas Allred from Nebraska. Max Dean down at the nine, which feels very weird. Another guy who feels <clears throat> underseated. Uh, younger Bastida, a guy that I'm a big fan of out of Iowa State at the 13. 
give you a couple more. Silas Allred. So here's a Nebraska guy that actually might show up, and I'm not going to be shocked if he's a a, a place winner. Um, Mikey Labriola should be an All-American, if not a finalist. Peyton Robb should be an All-American, if not a finalist. But those guys could very well choke. Here's a guy that's seeded eighth, and I think he's going to place better than that. Silas Allred had a nice season. Um, and, and here's one for you to, to watch. Uh, Tanner Harvey, Oregon State, uh, quality wrestler, uh, not a threat to make the finals, but certainly an All-American. I, I like Nino Bonacorsi, going back to him. I, I do like him. I think he's a good wrestler. Um, it's it's This is a weight where I could see it going one and two in the finals. Just because I don't know who on the bottom is going to compete with Truax. Like, I've waited so long for Rocky Elam to be the next big thing to come out of Missouri at the heavier weights, and he just hasn't done it. Um, and, and so I'm not going to give him his due until he earns it, but I'll take Nino to win the, uh, the title. I was thinking you were a big Bernie Truax fan. I, I, I do like Bernie Truax. I just don't think he can win it. It's a kind of a senior heavy class here. You got Nino, who's a senior, Bernie Truax is a senior, Ethan Laird is a senior, Max Dean is a senior. So you're kind of upper class contenders. And Rocky Elam is the sophomore, maybe the guy who, Maybe a two-time champ if he doesn't get it done this year. I was just looking for a name. Where did it go? Where's Iowa's guy? Is he in? Is Jacob Warner? Jacob in? Warner. Another guy feels like he's been around for half a decade. I, when you when you look up his record, the NCAA did not make a mistake in the stat book. Every match of his is three to two, like all the finals. So don't think the NCAA messed up on that. All the matches are three to two. He just wins more than he loses. What are you going to do when he beats Rocky Elam in the second round? I'm going to my I'm going to turn off the TV and stop watching wrestling. It's, I I hate picking these Penn State guys, but I'm very worried Max Dean is the nine being very underseated. I think he may make a run on that top side, but give me Bernie Truex. I like going with these small school guys. Get get Cal Poly a champion. And going up to heavyweight, is it too late for Gable Stevenson to join the bracket? I, yes, I do think it is too late. Um, yeah, unfortunately. And I could be wrong here, but I feel like we have not had a whole lot of change to the heavyweights since we got underway. Mason Paris, the number one seed, feels like he's been the top guy all year. Wyatt Hendrickson out of Air Force at the two. Rare that we get a military academy wrestler here. He's 26 and one. Three, Greg Kirkfleet out of Penn State, 15 and two. And Tony Cassiope out of Iowa at the four. Colton Schultz down to the five. I think he's one a lot of people thought maybe running away with heavyweight in lieu of Gable Stevenson. Uh, I'm not going to try the name of the six seed, the guy out of Harvard, but you're welcome to if you would like. And then uh, some of the other names here that stand out, uh, Boone McDermott, just on the wonderful name team. That's an Iowa wrestler. I'll tell you a story about him when you're done. And then Owen Trifon, Trifon out of NC State is the seven. So it, it to me, it feels like it's those top four. It's Paris, Hendrickson, Cassiope, and <clears throat> uh, Kirkfleet. With, uh, maybe I'll throw Colton Schultz in there. I think a five-horse race in this one. You're probably right on the the, the top ones there. Um, so Boone McDermott out of Rutgers, an Iowa State champion and high school wrestler. Um, my friend Trevor Kittleson used to be the head coach at Wisconsin-Platteville. He's like, hey, come here, come here. He wanted him to wrestle here. and and he thought he was going to like sneak Boone McDermott away from the rest of the world. 
And finally Rutgers saw him and they're like, okay, you can come wrestle here. And so he kind of missed out. Uh, super good kid is uh, uh, probably not going to place, but um glad that he was able to qualify for the national tournament. Um, we are finally going to run out of heavyweight names after this year. So all these guys have been in Gable Stevenson's kind of shadow for the last few years. Um, they're all going to go at it here. So Mason Paris has beaten Tony Cassiope every time they've wrestled. Uh, barring some shock, that's going to be one semifinal Saturday night. The bottom is where it gets a little goofy, and and here's why. So A.J. Nevels out of South Dakota State, the Jackrabbit, if he catches, like the wind's blowing the right way, and there's just the right amount of something goofy, he could beat Greg Kirkfleet out of Penn State. I'm not going to bet on that, and I wouldn't recommend you bet on it, but I'm saying it could happen. So now if we get Kirkfleet out of there, and and Wyatt Hendrickson, the Wyatt Hendrickson is the... the um, when you look at how many times he's pinned an opponent and how quickly he's pinned people... He has the best in NCAA. We think of Spencer Lee as pinning everybody all the time. Wyatt Hendrickson has more pins, and the amount of time it takes him to pin somebody is faster than anybody in college wrestling. And so uh, Hendrickson should be pinning these people. But if somebody could get him into an overtime match, who's to say that he can't lose on a takedown or a ride out or something like that? Um, You get a big guy in an overtime match where... He's got to keep somebody down and all of a sudden we lock hands and give up a penalty point. Like crazy things could happen. And so I'm keeping an eye on the bottom side of that bracket because it's, it's really easy for us to sit here and say um, Mason Paris and Wyatt Hendrickson or Kirk fleet, but that bottom side of the bracket could get really goofy in this heavyweight. Um, I, I don't even know who to pick to come out of there just because it's going to be such a mess by the time we look back at it Saturday morning. Um, but on the top side, I think Colton Schultz takes Cassiope. So I'm predicting Schultz over Cassiope because Cassiope is going to be looking ahead to Mason Paris. So then Mason Paris kind of steamrolls his way through and is a champion, um, but I don't have an opponent for him. Uh I'm going to take a stab at this. Yaroslav Slavikovsky out of Harvard is the six seed, 27 and four. So hopefully I at least got close on that. Um, on that bottom side, guy that I don't think we've mentioned, Zach Elam out of Missouri, who I presume is related to Rocky Elam, who also wrestles at Missouri. 18 and three. I would watch for him. I think it's going to be he and Hendrickson. I'm, I want to pick Hendrickson to win this whole thing. Smart pick is Paris. Picking with my head is Paris. Picking with my heart is Hendrickson. Just somewhere different, Air Force guy. But I'm also keeping an eye on Zach Elam as maybe the guy who can take him out. I'd, I'd go with one of those two to come out of the bottom side and be ready to square off against Mason Paris. Now what we need to do is we need to play this podcast back like in two weeks and see how we did. Yeah, you you think as a smart host I would write all these down as we made these picks, but I guess I have to edit it. I'll write them down in post-production. There you go. Um. Trying to think if there's anything else we didn't talk about from the individuals. I have a couple of trivia questions for you. The team race, though, feels like it's kind of Penn State's. I mean, 
least in the standings, they are far and away. I don't know that anybody's going to get close to them. The rest of your top five, at least per intermat, Iowa, Nebraska, Missouri, Cornell, and then Iowa State at the six. Could see Iowa State flirting in that top three conversation as some of those guys we talked about get close. And if David Carr wins the title, it just feels like we're playing for second and third at this point. Really, we are. And if if Iowa if Iowa shows up, they're second. If they fall flat, maybe Missouri, maybe Cornell, maybe Nebraska. Um, Iowa State just doesn't have enough guys that can accumulate points to be in that second place conversation. If if all goes well, maybe third, but I I really don't see that. I think they're going to be happy. Like they'll be ecstatic with a fifth place finish, just knowing that they don't have enough people to score points at the tournament. So what's your what's your top three team prediction? Penn State, Iowa, Nebraska. I think it's bold on the third pick. Top two are pretty good, but I. That, that third one feels very wide open. I think that'd go a lot of different ways. Like you mentioned, can the Nebraska guys get it done? Can some of these Cornell guys who are coming on make a push? Missouri has a lot of guys who should be in the top three conversation. Iowa State, Ohio State are going to have bodies. So it's feels very wide open. I'll, I'll take Iowa State just to go out on a limb and ride or die with them. And Missouri probably is that four for me. You got to have faith if you're going to put Missouri in the top four <laughs> or three or whatever the heck you put them. I, I think they'll be third or fourth. Right. Okay. We talked about most of them. So the, the first trivia question here is on kind of short-term memory. Can you name all 10 of the 2022 individual champions? Nope, sure can't, but I'll try. Uh, um, Vito Erjau. Uh Would you like me to tell you you're incorrect? Yep, Pat Glory. Incorrect. I, I figured 25 oh. was going to be the hardest one because it is a guy you kind of forget about to you. It's like, oh yeah, that guy. He's a two-time champion. He just won them at different weights and very far apart. I don't know that one then. Nick Siriano. Ah, uh, yes. See, I was thinking Sebastian Rivera, but I knew it was Nick Siriano, and, and he had the cornrows. Yeah. He's like, oh, Spencer Lee's not wrestling this year. Let me go drop down from 133. Yep. Okay, so then Roman Bravo Young. Yep. Uh, Nick Lee. Yep, back-to-back champ. Okay. Um, Keegan O'Toole. Uh, correct. So we're jumping up to 165 there. Um, let me think. I'm. I know I'm missing some people. Um. So so Gable Stevenson. Correct at heavyweight. Aaron Brooks. Correct at 84. Um. Carter Starachi. Correct at 74. I will say you have one super easy one and two challenging ones. Okay. So what weights do I have left? Need eighty uh forty nine, fifty seven, and ninety seven. Okay, so forty nine is Yanni. Fifty seven. This one, this guy doesn't even have a Wikipedia page for neither of these guys have Wikipedia pages, whatever that means. Fifty seven. Okay, so I think I did I think Quincy Monday was at fifty seven last year and lost. And then 97. Man, I, I I don't have a good guess for either of those. So at 57, Ryan Deacon, maybe out of Northwestern. Ah, yes. Yeah, Ryan Deacon. So he was at Northwestern, left to go to Cal Poly for his last year. And then this guy, why do I feel like he's either a Penn State or a Cornell guy? Max Dean. 
Yeah, he's still in it. Oh. Max it. Dean. Yeah. Um, so he's another one of those examples of guys I think is just maybe burnt out or hurt. He's the nine seed and, and Nino is going to feed him his lunch Friday morning. Going to crush him. You're right. He's a Penn state guy though. Yep. So Penn state had one, two, three, four, five, six champions last year. Sounds about right. Speaking of Penn state, if I did my math, right, they have had four three-time champions since Cale Sanderson became the coach in basically 2011. He took over in late 2010, but basically since 2011, they've had four three-time national champions. Carter Storacci and Aaron Brooks can join that club this year if they both win their thirds. Can you name the other four? Oh, David Taylor. If uh, David Taylor was only a two-time champion, he had Kyle Dake in his way. Uh, okay. Man. There's there's a little guy that I really liked, and I can't think of his name. That's the only one that's going to bother me. Other no, I don't have I don't have guesses on the other ones. I will say, uh, oh, Kyle Kyle Snyder. He went to Ohio State. Oh yeah, Ohio State. Uh, so the smallest guy was at one forty nine. So they they've all been between one forty nine and one eighty four. Yeah. Hmm. that's weird it's kale, kale does not really do well with small guys is what i'm i'm looking back at this like he doesn't really have a lot of great 125 or 133 guys anyway yeah i i'm i'm gonna lose points on this one so the first one to do it was ed ruth yep at 174 and then got two at 184 mm-hmm. he was followed by a couple guys who basically did them all in the same years at 149, three times in a row, Zane Rutherford. There we go. He's the one I like. Yes. Three times in a row at 157, 17, 18, 19, Jason Nolf. Yep. And yeah, then, he was great. And then this guy just won his first big UFC fight last Saturday night, and I made the claim that hey, he may be the best pro wrestler, or collegiate wrestler since Kale Sanderson, and I was screamed at for making such a statement. Bo Nickel. Bo Nickel. Bo Nickel was pretty fantastic. I I forgot about him. Holy cow. Yeah, he was dominant. I mean, there's there's plenty of people you could talk about. Obviously, Logan Stieber, a four-timer, Yanni, Spencer Lee, Kyle Snyder, Jaden Cox, any of those other guys. Kyle Dake should probably be in that conversation. If I'm being honest, Kyle Dake is probably the answer. I just... Among among the three-timers of the last 30 years, Bo Nickel should probably be... But what we know about you, Darren, is anytime you make a claim, even if you know you're wrong, you're going to stick with the claim you made because you're not going to change your mind. You can find stats to back up anything. Didn't Abe Lincoln say that that everything that's on the internet was true? Something like that. Just when they think they have the answer, I changed the questions. But that one was Roddy Piper. We're an hour into this thing. Anything else we need to talk about? So much going on in sports. We've got NASCAR. We've got NBA. We've got college basketball, March Madness, conference tournaments going on. We've got NFL free agency. We've got whatever college football has going on. So we can really spin the wheel and pick anything, or we can call it a night and revisit this in two weeks and see how we did. I am super freaking stoked for our NFL draft episode. That is not a mock draft 7.0. It is our draft episode. My favorite episode of the year. I should really get that on the calendar, huh? Yes. 
probably late April. Does that sound like when we should do that? Well, we, we um, yeah, I mean, probably before the draft would make the most oh. sense. It'll it'll be juicy. What what do the Bears do? Do you stay? Do you trade Justin Fields? Do you trade back? Three options, all with equal likelihood for them. And where does Aaron Rodgers end up, and how does that play out? So, a lot of interesting month here leading up to the draft will give us a lot of juicy tidbits to get to and really make our draft episode pretty wide open. Well, that'll do it for this week's show. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next week. Currently have Andrew on the docket to talk about the bracket, our first knee-jerk reactions to the field of 68. Try to talk about some of the other goings on in the sports world, but it will be heavy college basketball next week. Thank you all for joining us. Enjoy some college wrestling, college basketball, whatever your sport of choice is. And we'll see you next time here on the Sports Gospel. Mm -hmm.